This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. You know, what's a better brand for a long, long history of magnificent marketing and magnificent deliciousness but the M&M brand? And with that M&M brand, we have the senior marketing director with us today to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl ad and what M&M's is planning for Valentine's Day and, and maybe even the rest of the year. And just in general, lots of marketing goodness. Allison Miazga. Bedrick, who's the Senior Marketing Director for M&M's Brand. Hello, Allison. Hi, Allison. Good afternoon. Hello. Let's talk a little bit about some of the strategic decisions that you make as a marketing manager. So you decided to participate in the Super Bowl, and you came up with a very clever, I loved your ad, um, uh, how how did you make that decision? Because there were some brands that decided to stay out, um, and there were other brands that decided that they wanted to come in. How do you decide whether or not to advertise on the Super Bowl or any of those other kinds of decisions? What's yeah, and I think first and foremost, M&M's has a big event every year. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it could be the Super Bowl. Last year, we went big in on the Emmys. Um, you know, we want to partner in a big way with big partners. And so that's something that's, you know, that's top of mind. Um, Mars Wrigley has a history, frankly, with Super Bowl, and I've been blessed to work on whether it's M&Ms or Snickers. Um, so we use it as a, as a property and it's been very effective for us. So, um, I would say probably the end of the summer, we decided that we're sort of all in and we want to participate and it's a kickoff for us. It kicks off our campaign. It kicks off our year. Um, so it's not a one and done. And, um, so we have a new campaign that just came out, but you'll see us use that all year. Um, and it's a way to get our customers excited. It's a way to get our consumers excited. So it's it's part of our marketing mix that we we frankly consider every year. Um, you know, it's it's its own budget. So some people, you know, may make decisions from a financial perspective. This is a separate budget than anything else that we do. Mm. Um, and we get to sort of lean in in, in a big way um, and really surround it with a complete 360 campaign. Allison, this is absolutely amazing. I want you to unpack this a bit more, the actual um, commercial uh, that was used in the Super Bowl. Talk us through it. I I love the purity of it. I love the simplicity of it. The fact that candy is joy, and joy can be the precursor to any apology needed. And I love the idea of candy being kind of the, the joyful centerpiece, if you will, of that. Can you talk about how, can you talk about the genesis of this and how you decided to kind of slightly take it in a more kind of humorful way and and, and and talk a little bit about the strategy that led to the actual commercial that we ended up seeing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the pivot for us is, you know, M&M's has always been around spontaneity and really irresistibility. And the pivot for us is, when we think about fun and humor, it's how do we, how does fun and humor have the power to bring us closer together? So, and any good piece of creative, you need tension. So what we didn't want to be is a kumbaya ad where everyone mm. kind of comes together because that's not who we are. We have a jester wit and a bit of a, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the way you make people laugh is, is through advertising is through some tension. Mm-hmm. So what you see here is, you know, you can call it apology, but it's really about how M&M's believes that humor and fun really have the power to bring us closer together. Um, and so what we did in, in this campaign is really use our distinct wit and humor to kind of highlight maybe some things that could disconnect us. So that's the tension in the ad. Mm-hmm. And then sort of M&M's becomes, becomes the solution in a very sort of funny way mm. that we also felt like was very relevant to the times. We're all coming out of 2020 yep. where there's a lot going on. And so there's a nod to that. 
there's a nod to, um, you know, with a little empathy and humor, um, you know, we can all come together. So we wanted to, we don't want to be tone deaf to what's happening. Um, but then at the end, we're sort of true to who we are, where we have our beloved characters with an incredible celebrity that really stands for everything that the brand stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a nod to where we're going. And then at the end, you sort of see the beloved characters sort of in the way that that we bring them to life. So it was a bit of a strategic pivot for us, but it was really more around the power of bringing people together um, and, and the role that M&Ms can play in that. Listeners, let's was, take a quick re-listen to that, uh, a little bit of the audio from that wonderful uh, Super Bowl commercial that we saw from M&M's. I feel bad for kicking your seat on purpose. I'm sorry for mansplaining. That's when a man... I know what it is. I wish he'd have just told you it's a boy. <laughs> I wish he didn't have to hear all that. Sorry I called you Karen. That's my name. Sorry your name is Karen. I promise I will not eat any more of your friends. Really? It might happen one more time. There's a bit of a challenge that Barbara and I always talk about, and that is when you lean in on values, you are making a decision that says, I can attract people who feel they synchronize with this set of beliefs, but I'm going to, I'm going to sort of perhaps, you know, push away folks that don't. And it's kind of like a decision that you're okay with that. So talk us through the decision calculus of bringing in values as part of this, because at the end of the day, I love my M&Ms and, you know, you don't need to tell me the importance of togetherness for me to love my M&Ms. So bringing that in makes me even happier because I happen to love that message of togetherness, especially the way that you're doing it. But there is a, there's a risk to doing this. I want you to talk us through the decision to take on that potential risk. Yeah. And it starts really with who we are as a company. Mars Wrigley is a purpose-driven company. And so while we were all in on Super Bowl, we're also all in on donations and social justice. And so it wasn't a one for the other. You know, Mars Wrigley has donated over $20 million to social justice and what's going mm-hmm. on with COVID. Um, and so it's because we are a family-owned private business and those are decisions. So it's who we are as a company and therefore who I am as an associate. And that's where it starts with. And it's why I, I frankly have been at Mars for over 20 years because we are a principle-based company. And then you take that into your brand and you say, okay, how does M&Ms want to show up? And togetherness, frankly, is not very controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not as if we're picking something where you're going to alienate 50% of the population. <laughs> you know, it, it's something where uh, it's a bit of a higher order. It's mm. a bit of um, sort of what our, our beliefs are. Um, and, and so therefore we feel like it's, it's sort of the right thing to do mm. is, you know, is, is in an area of bringing people together, breaking down barriers, um, and really also ensuring that people can be seen and valued. Um, and so those are something that we, we feel are just sort of human rights, if you will, mm. versus something <laughs> that is going to um, alienate. Now, clearly, you know, the ad's done in a way where, you know, it, as I said, there's a bit of these vignettes that have a bit of tension that people will have a, a perspective on. Um, but we hope that we did it in a way that was very sort of um, clever and, and, and um, tasteful. Um, to, to sort of have people talk about it, but yet do, do it a way that we're proud of. Well, one of the things, just shifting gears a little bit, I'm kind of curious because I'm watching a lot of what's going on in the new retail world and we're seeing a move to 
uh, omni-channel kind of experience, some of the behavior online and some of the behavior in-store. So that's one trend that's obviously been accelerated by COVID. Another trend that we've seen is the direct-to-consumer move, that a lot of brands that did a lot of communicating through wholesalers um, are now making a lot more direct messaging to their end users. Can you talk us through a little bit what M&M's strategy is on that direct um, dimension. I know you have some of your own stories. You already mentioned that, but just in general, some of what your marketing is and how you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. We have our M&M's world stores. We also have M&M's.com um, where we sell sort of direct to consumer and, you know, offer personalization and customization. Um, and that's clearly where we feel like we can sort of show and be our best selves. Um, and, and clearly there's been a pivot to that. We also look at that not only from an e-commerce perspective, but as much from a, a media perspective. How do we collect data? How do we retarget? So how do we sort of own a bit more of that versus always going through somebody else? Um, clearly, our, our customers, our retail customers, even our e-com customers are very important to us. So it's, it's a bit of that balance. Um, but when you have a brand that is as iconic, that consumers are willing to interact with you directly, we feel that you need to take advantage of that. And, and you're absolutely right. I think COVID has, um, you know, what we found with COVID is, is frankly, mm. people fell back on the brands they love. Mm -hmm. um, and, and M&M's is one of those brands. And so we saw a lot of people come back um, buy the big bags because they were oh, obviously yes. home with their families. So yes. um, it, it's interesting to see the behaviors and clearly, um, you know, the, 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 the switch more to sort of e-com, um, is something that is very, um, we, we have to be there, whether it's through our, our e-com partners, even our, you know, uh, our ship to click partners, as well as, um, as well as our own, our own channel. So clearly it's something that, uh, is important. It's not going away. And, and frankly, we, we need to do more of. As a marketing professor, we are always talking about the customer first, the principle of customer value, but the truth of the matter is really established expert marketers, or I've seen this with the malls. I've seen it with brands. It's difficult for them to ask to get customers permission to give them ideas because you know much more about candy and M&Ms than your customer does on one level. And so it's very natural for you to think, you know, you know what customers want better than maybe they do themselves. So I found that as much as brands say they listen to the customers, it's actually difficult for them to do it because like you said, it's more complicated than you think to put yes. a lot of the different flavors in one bag. So I really think that's a little bit of a culture shift which I found has been accelerated by COVID for so, some of the marketers that I've spoken to. A am I saying something that resonates with you? Or yeah, absolutely. You? And I also think it's, they're not going to tell you exactly what they're going to say. You have to listen to what's behind what they're saying. And so what we find is consumers love to give us their opinion, whether it's on new flavors that they want or recipes. People bake with M&Ms all the time. So mm. you see a lot of people in engaging with us but we've done that, you know, every year we have what's called like an equity building activation where we, we, you know, sort of allow our brand to come to life through typically what's called a promotion or an activation. For years, we did voting. We would allow consumers uh -huh. to vote. Um, oh, they I love remember it. that. Done, Didn't you allow us to vote on new colors? Like we've what done a lot of different votes was? over the years. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember but that one. Yeah. Whether it's. Yeah. So that's just an example of listening, you know, listening to your consumers. Mm -hmm. um, and they may be also saying something, you know, you, you may not be able to actually deliver that, but it's what's behind the ask mm -hmm. um, is, is, you know, it's more of the, uh, 
the intuitiveness behind behind it versus maybe the direct ask. Amazing. Well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and everything new and exciting that's going on at M&M's? M&M's.com. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.